Praise God. Amen. Come on, get your Bibles in your hand. Repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. Say, it's my word of God. And it is the living word of God. And said it brings life to me. Say, I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I can have what it says I can have. And say, and say my life is better. I don't heard, spoken, and practiced this word of God. And say, devil, you are too late because we are believers. Amen, amen. All right. Did we turn the heat up some more? Did we do that for everybody? No, well, she's already up there so she can check on it. Can you check on that, that heat? She already turned it up? Okay, so it's probably working its way on up there then. All right, goody, goody, goody. We're going to talk about, again, entertaining God's promises, covenant promises, um, part one. I mean, this will be part two tonight. And um, I pray that you guys have been keeping up with your uh what we call that thing uh what's the new thing we got going on on the, the, podcast. the podcast on the podcast i don't know if it sent you alerts and everything yet but um so make sure that you keep up on and share those links with people as well let's get that word to get that message out because that's the purpose of this um technology and we're paying for it so we want to use it not just because we're paying for it also because we want to build our spirit man up we want to build ourselves up amen Praise God. So we're not going to waste one day because, you know, anytime we waste days, you know, getting it loaded or you listening to it or not participating, those are stuff that we're paying for that we're not utilizing. So everything is time sensitive, uh, getting it uploaded on the site and you're listening to it. All right. Listen to it to build up your faith and get ready for extraordinary things. Amen. All right. So we're going to continue to talk about entering into God's covenant part two and. I want us to, um, we're going to recap a little bit here on, uh, we're going to look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and uh, we're going to rest our attention here uh, to verse 22. 23, rather, he said, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. He said, I pray God your whole spirit, I pray God your whole soul, I pray God your whole body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we, we realized Sunday that he didn't say um, your body, spirit, soul, and spirit. He said first that the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, your whole spirit. Somebody said my whole spirit. Then he says your soul and then he says, your body. And we understand he, he says that for a reason because he's telling us who we really are. We are a spirit possessing a soul living in a body. And if we don't operate from that position as being spirit first, then what's going to happen is that we're going to operate as a Christian backwards. It's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a mystery. It's going to be a hard thing. It's going to be difficult. You know, it's going to be a struggle. And a lot of people you see today as Christians, you know, they operate basically from the mental side of them or the physical side or the emotional side of themselves, and they find themselves not, ex- no, holy, um, let's say holy, um, um, uh, experiencing what God has in store for them. You know, it, it's, it's very easy to get in ministry. You get addicted to prophecy. You just want somebody to prophesy to you, and then you want that prophecy to come to pass, and you're waiting for that prophecy to come to pass, 
But the Bible said that we, we war good warfare, we fight, we war, we fight for these prophecies, okay? We have to fight by faith for these prophecies because prophecies are spiritual. They're, they're not carnal. They're not natural, okay? It's not even soulless. It's, it's all spiritual. And so you have to war good warfare with these prophecies because they are spiritual. But if you're not in your spiritual self, then you're not, you're not in, in war zone correctly. You're not there correctly. And too many times we make these mistakes by dealing with the devil, dealing with finances, anything in life. We deal it from the, the, the physical or the soulless realm. You know, our dependency is more from the, the physical realm than it is from the spiritual realm. And God didn't say, I, I bless you with all spiritual, physical blessings in physical places. <laughs> He said, how I bless you with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places. Amen. Am I correct? And so he says, in order for us to actually understand that, we have to be standing or operating in that true nature, which first is spirit. Somebody say spirit. And as we dare, our soul will reflect that to our body, that our body can be in line or, or share the glory and experience the glory or display the glory of us walking in our true nature, spirit, okay? Now, our covenant that we have from God, it is spirit. It is spiritual. No man can make this type of covenant or say this type of covenant and then bring the means from that type of saying or promises from the earth. It's not going to come that way. Matter of fact, a lot of things that God has mentioned to us, it'll blow your earthly mind in the house. So we have to be spiritually minded in order to embrace or to entertain the covenant of God. So we don't have to be entertaining, you know, I get paid on the 15th, or I get paid this Friday, or when I get paid. No, God, or Jesus already paid the price for us. Everything has been paid for. God said that everything's already been prepared and provided. Amen. That's, everything's been taken care of, but see, if you, we continue to walk in that natural nature, then what happens is that we can't see or entertain those spiritual blessings and promises that God has already made ready for us through and by Christ Jesus. Amen. And so we have to take the word of God and take the time that we have, even on our jobs and work, um, I would say um, breaks on jobs and on the way to work, getting up extra before the time to go to work and staying up a little late to build up our spiritual nature. Amen. Because other than that, through prayer, we're not really expecting God to do something. We're wishing God to do something. And that's a difference between wishing and expectations. Because I can tell somebody who wishes and tell someone who expects because their posture is totally different. A person who wishes, anybody can wish, but to expect means that I put myself an obligation, a position that you could be able to identify and tell that I'm looking for something to happen or something is about to happen. Amen. Something's about to happen. You know, when I go to the gym, there's one big guy at the front desk. He said, all right, Rev, go on, get in there. You know, because he knows when I come in, I'm working on something. I'm working on my spirituality. I'm going to work out, but I'm going to sit by that water, which basically, is, you know, represents spirituality. And I'm going to get there and I'm going to, I'm going to, Listen to some um, audio. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to talk to God. I'm going to read something. And they know when I come in, I come in there to get in my zone. Amen. Because if you don't get in that zone, I mean, life is going to take over. 
See, God is not obligated to perform something just because you need it. He's obligated for it to perform when we receive it. Amen. So we could either be a workaholic or we could be a natural person, whatever. But other than that, we're just wishing God to get a place of expectations. You know, there's things we have to say in the morning, things you need to say in the evening, things you need to say at night. There's things you have to read, same way you have to eat. The same way you have to bathe your body. There's things you have to do spiritually in order to entertain or bring into reality or thought what God has made available for us. And we can sing praise songs. Praise songs are awesome. It clears the atmosphere for us. But then we have to enter into that nature, that spiritual nature, and the devil cannot stand against a spiritual being who knows he's spiritual. Because our Bible says that you will eat dust all the days of your life. He didn't say you eat spirit all the days of your life. So every time you operate in your carnal nature, you're making the devil fat in your financial realm. You're making them fat, you know, in your, your social realm. You're making them fat in your family realm or your business realm. You're making them fat in all those areas. You're feeding him. That's the only way he can devour or, or strengthen himself against you is in the carnal nature. But if your, your natural nature is in suit or lined up with your spiritual nature, then that anointing from your spiritual nature now rests on your natural nature. He cannot consume you physically. He can't do that. He just can't do that. And so to operate in God's covenant for our lives, we must enter into that covenant. We understand this, that when um, God needed to redeem man, he didn't just jump into earth and say, hey, I'm just going to come in and I'm going to rescue you because he already turned the earth over to man. He licensed man with the earth. So that's why God just didn't come in and just take over things. He did give a word because he already knew what was going to happen. But in order for Jesus to come in the earth, God had to make a covenant with a man. And it had nothing to do with Mary first. Why? Listen, Mary could not have a, a divine or a spiritual conception unless God had found a man before Mary to have a covenant with. And that person that God made a covenant with was Abraham. And from Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob and so on down to the 40th generation, and then Jesus was born, okay? But he came through by a covenant. Amen. He came in this earth through a covenant. We know he, he came through the, the womb of a woman who was called a door, but God had to cut a covenant in order to get in the earth. So therefore, if he cut a covenant and he got in the earth, so therefore, watch this now, Everything that God so desired now, since that covenant has been agreed upon, God can do everything he wanted to do based on covenant. Based on covenant. You have to know your covenant. It's just like this. If you have issues with your family, your children, you say, God, I thank you. Your word said that the seed of the righteous shall be blessed. That's what your word said. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to rest in that. And when you, when you stop worrying and start leaning on your covenant, you're going to see God's manifestations according to his word. Because I found out he can't lie even though it might look like he, he can't do it or he's not going to do it. He, can't, he cannot lie. He just can't do it. And you got to understand that in the covenant, when you got an agreement with God and you are in agreement with him, God, he's going to come through. He's not come through when, when the days are all sunshiny and everything's going your way and you're just happy all day long. He'll come through in your worst moment in life lets you know, hey, this, this does, not, does not stop me from performing my oath that I sworn unto you. It doesn't stop me. See, man take it lightly when they go to court, you know, now our nation, you know, people say we'll take God out of school, but when they still go to court, everybody still put their hand on their Bible and they swear on the oath. So help me who? God. They're still doing that. 
because they know who the real judge is. They ain't paying attention, but you ain't going to take that out of there. <laughs> you follow me? And when you do the Pledge of Allegiance, the Pledge of Allegiance, how it goes? The flag, United States of America, Republic, and which is stand. You see that right there? When they said one nation under God, only this nation in Israel don't want to have that type of saying. And the Bible says, blessed is the nation, watch this down, who God is their king. And, and people don't understand the reason why we keep rising back up because we made a covenant with God. The reason why we're the most prosperous nation is because that covenant. By saying that. And the whole world knows that pledge of allegiance. They know that. And God honored those simple words. They seem simple, but in the eyes of God, they are blood covenant words. And God takes it seriously whether we don't take it seriously or not. That's why we always come through all the time. That's why we're the ones who go out and rescue other nations and do all the, call the Americans. The Americans, God, da, 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 da. It's because of that covenant. And God, whether you don't take it seriously, like God still takes it seriously. The only thing we had to do is continue to enter the covenant. But this is what Abraham had to do. God made a covenant with Abraham. But watch this now. What Abraham had to do and what the Israelites had to do, they had to accept that covenant. They had to enter into that. Now, whether you know it or not, you already have covenant privileges. But you still have to enter into it. You still have to agree with it. That's the portion that we must understand that's a strong play. Have I entered into that covenant where it comes to, you know, God take care of me financially or me uh, physically or my family or my business or whatever to call me. Did I enter into it? I can read the Bible all I want to. But if I don't enter into it, then God is not obligated because he is a covenant keeping God. Amen. The, the Bible says he's also a promise keeper. Because the promise is in the covenant. When we say all the promises of God are in Christ Jesus, they are yes and amen. That's all covenant. Amen. And when I began to see it, I began to realize, I said, man, this thing is, boy, I said, we're going to set this world on fire. I know exactly what to do now. I can basically get in and everything I want now about what? Finding my portion of that covenant, enter into it. And that's on. Enter right into it. And man, since that other day, other doors just been open and things been happening. I like, man, this is amazing. I'm waiting for Sunday to talk about it. I can't say it right now. I like to say it when everybody is present, but Sunday you go like, wow, what? This is, this is amazing to tell you. It, it blows my mind. I mean, it's just amazing. But things what God would do for those who agree with Him, according to His word. Amen. From henceforth, life is going to be so supernaturally simple. Sweatless because of this covenant. Amen. And your, your healing is in covenant. Your, 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 all your prosperity, everything you need is already in covenant. It's already in agreement. We just have to say, I accept that. Oh, okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. Remember when, um, when um, the Holy Spirit um, came to, uh, not the Holy Spirit, angel came into Mary said, uh, Hell, Mary, fear, first he said, don't trip out now. Don't, 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 don't freak out because you see an angel. He said, fear now. He said, because you are highly faithful. She said, what's the salutation of this baby? He said, because, you know, you know, you're going to bear forth the Son of God. Then she said, well, how this thing going to be? She said, the Holy Ghost is going to come on you, overshadow you, da, 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 da. This whole thing is going to be called the Son of God. No, she said, be it unto me. No, she said, I entered the cup. And the miraculous took place. She could have rejected that. 
by saying, I don't know how this is going to be. How am I going to get that house? How am I going to get that car? How am I going to get all the debt? And it's all the money I made. She could have rationalized that. She could have reasoned that. She could have stepped into what? Into her, just her humanistic nature. And she could have forfeited being the mother of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But she said, no, she said, she said be it unto me. In other words, I'm in agreement with you. I enter into this covenant. But she already knew through the scripture. That what gave her strength. She already knew that uh, the Son of God would be born of a virgin. She already knew that. And if you don't know that part, what belongs to you, then it's hard for you to be in agreement with God. You follow me? If you don't understand, or he already said by his stripes, you were healed. That was, that was before um, um, Philippians, and, and that was before that. That was before Peter. That was before that. Amen. Now, if you don't know that he said, I give you houses and lands and, and oxes and all that stuff, and um, you be the head, not the tail. If you don't know that, you can't be in agreement with that's why the devil will blow up a church that won't teach your rights. As long as you have no rights, you have no rights. <laughs> you don't know what to do. You can just jump up. Well, we had a great time. But God said, you're supposed to watch this. When Moses got up there, what he did? He read them the covenant. He read them the will. He read them the covenant. And the people rejoiced in the sound of that covenant. Now, I'm going to preach this thing forever. Well, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you. So I found that everything comes back to the covenant. It's right there. And so there's no more struggle because Jesus already did the hard part for us. Amen. And it helps align our lives. Let me, let me share this with you now. I was in um, one of the Starbucks today, and, um, and this homeless guy, I was looking out, you know, you see somebody home, you want to check out real estate at your home. You know, you don't scope them out and everything. I look, then I look outside the window, I saw his basket out there. I said, maybe he just got a little side job cleaning windows. I don't know. And so, um, I don't know, when homeless people come around, I like, I just, I just, I just like a target. I just got to get to them. I just, I, I don't know, I start crying on, I weep on the inside. I don't know why it's like that. I said, okay, God. I said, is this my assignment? Because, you know, if it is, I'm going to go ahead. And I heard some, I heard heard something said um, no, that's someone else Simon got something for it. but I said but God I don't want to disobey you I can't tell the difference but if I don't want to disobey I'm going to jump on this guy man I'm going to help him out you know and I, I'm like and I, and I knew it was God because the compassion was so strong it was so strong and what happened is then one other guy going to walk around I don't know what if he did a thing for him or not he told the guy he said that you stay warm now he all loud and telling him to stay warm he said, yes, sir. All right? And then the scripture hit me. He said, you tell them to be warm and be that filled, but you're giving them not the thing to make them warm or to fill them. Boom, that thing hit me. I got up. Boy, I got up there quick. I said, bro, I said, you want, a, you want something to eat? He said, yeah, I want something to eat. Took one, I said, pick out what you want. Then I put some money in his hand. Because you just can't tell. You can't go up. Be that warm. Be that filled. He said, that's, that's void faith, man. He said, that's not covenant. Even when I went back to, um, what's, what's the, what they, where they had a conference? Like, what was that? Uh, Hilton Bird, what was that place? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woodbridge. Yeah. <laughs> when I went that morning, I went to another Starbucks, and that morning was a couple sitting in there. 
And that dude was looking mad. He was looking like, I said, no, I said, I ain't gonna ask him for, I ain't gonna ask him he want nothing, because he ain't gonna, he ain't gonna embarrass me up here. I ain't gonna, I'll throw a hot coffee on him. That's too much money to be wasting. So I asked the lady to do him for She said, they've been here for two days. Not to sit there, but on and off. That's when it started getting cold. And so I walk around, I, I look up on him. I saw his countenance change. I said, okay, I, I jump on in there right there. I said, um, can I get you something? But I had already ordered it. And I, I told him what, what was that. He said, oh, you appreciate that. And you can smell the homeless on him. You can smell it on him. I mean, that, it has a scent. It has a smell to it. And he was so thankful. Then I reached my pocket. I said, take that. I said, all them ask you is not to give up. And know what God said? God said it in his word. He said, the poor is your responsibility. He said, that's your part of the cup. <laughs> he said, that's your part of the cup. He said, you're going to have it for always. He said, that's your part of the covenant. He said, and if you lend to the poor, he said, I'll pay you back. That's covenant. See, we don't want to pass up covenant opportunities. And matter of fact, when I went there to the conference, there was materials that they talked about that I wanted to get. And when I went out there, the table wasn't, wasn't open. The table was closed. But they, they mentioned some things. And I said, well, I really want to get it. I said, well, I'll, I'll try to order it. And I said, I forgot what it was we talking about. And then when I came back, somebody had gave me all three of them. They weren't even at the conference. They weren't even there. Yes. See God, see, God said, I'll take care of the things that you desire, the things that you want. And then I got a shirt that was a partner shirt. And then I asked, I said, listen, I said, I, I came home. My wife started hating on me because she ain't getting no shirt. Y'all selling these shirts? <laughs> she, she, she said, oh, I'm sorry. We, there's only one person. We only bought enough for the partners to attend. I said, y'all don't sell. She said, no, we don't sell them. She said, but what size your wife wear? <laughs> she saw the fear in my eyes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And she went back there and got that far. Because, see, the covenant will go beyond boundaries. See, the covenant brings to you the desires of your heart as you're doing God's part. Are you understand what I'm saying? So I'm trying to show the things that you will pay for, the things that you will work for. God said, you do my part of the covenant, it comes in free for you. You know, I'll be struggling up on, on some job. They dictate in your life. You got a covenant that take care of all that for you. You just got to enter into it. You have to say, God, I accept your covenant agreement when it comes to finances. God, I accept your covenant agreement when it comes to healing. God, I accept your covenant agreement when it comes to peace of mind and, and et cetera, et cetera. And I enter into that covenant. I keep that part. I, I count it. So you watch the things that happen. You watch the doors are open for you. You watch what happens. There's some things that God asks you to ask him for. He asks you to ask it based on covenant because he wants you to give it. He wants you to He wants to give it to you. That's how much he loves us. And there's some things in, in time God said, oh, ask me for this. <laughs> he said, because that's what I want to give to you. He said, but I can't give it to you now that you ask. He said, you ain't going to have it until you ask. I'm going to tell you what to ask so you can have it because I want to give it to you. He said, I so want to give this to you. He said, I want to give it to you too much. Why I want to give it to you so, so much? Because I swore by myself that in blessings I'm going to bless you and multiply and I'm going to multiply. And God wants to give it to you. The home, the furniture, all this stuff. God said, I want, it's already there. It's already been set. We just got to enter into the covenant knowing that Jesus already taken care of that for us. That's why some of us here today, the most richest people in this city, in this county, Virginia, will control nation, state, what you want to call it, amen. We're the richest, amen. Because we got this covenant. You, when you have a covenant of God, your bank account is God's back pocket. 
and you can enter in. <laughs> Come on, I like that one there. You can enter into his pocket and receive the things that you, that you need from God. Amen. All right, did that bless you some? All right, good, good, good. I was just talking there. That felt good. I tell you, you know, you found that it's based on the covenant. You do your part. You enter it. Because if you don't enter the covenant, you're going to wear yourself worried. <laughs> you, you, can, you will wear yourself. I mean, God already taken care of it. You just got to find your part of the covenant. Amen. You know, I, I believe that, you know, that God said that, you know, things that he had put on my life to help other people. And this person was dealing with some demonic things, whatever. I said, if you tell me exactly what's going on with you, I said, I guarantee you, I can help. I ain't have a clue what I was going to do. <laughs> I ain't have a clue. And so they begin to put some. I said, put them down in numbers, categorize them in numbers so you don't mix it up because we're not talking, you know, we're texting. And so when they put it in, I walked away. And God said, this is the answer for that. That's the answer for this. That's the answer for that. Because the Bible already says to me, according to the book of Corinthians, that I have the Holy Spirit that searches all the deep things of God. I got the wisdom. I got the understanding. I got the answer. I got all that. Because the Holy Spirit, why well, he's the covenant enforcer. He's not the one that you talk about in tongues all the time and roll all across the floor. He's the covenant enforcer. He's the one who brings back to your remembrance what Jesus said. And everything that Jesus said is according to covenant. That's why we take communion. He said, do this in remembrance of me, according to covenant. This ain't juice and cracker time. This is a covenant time. He said, do this. In, he said, remember what I did for you. Remember you have a covenant. He said, this will rid all sickness, disease, poverty, anything the hell has to offer. He said, this will rid it all. So anytime you deal with anything, what you do, when you're taking that wafer and you're taking that, that juice, you are what? You are entering into covenant. And for whatever it is, well, don't just take it without covenant-minded. You can easily take it without being covenant-minded. Because you can say, well, I'm taking this, and you hope that something's going to happen. You know, you just wish it, but you say, I know something's going to happen, because this ratifies my covenant. And there have been many people who have received healing through, watch this, not just communion, but watch this, being covenant-minded at the time of communion. Because even when you look at the word communion, it's the Greek word called koinonia, which means commune. It means to take part. It means to fellowship. Amen. It's to take part. And when you take that part, and like Paul said it like this, he said this in the book of Philippians, he's talking about that I, I was, the, the suffering, he take out the, the sufferings of Christ. He didn't tell me I'm going to suffer like he did. I take my part for what he suffered for me to have. Jesus died for us to be healed. He died for us to have a prosperous life. He didn't die for us to be a workaholic and still can't get bills paid. He didn't die for that. Amen. He died so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. But we have to enter into that covenant. And one thing the devil is afraid of is covenant. To remind him of the day when Jesus came there and snatched all the keys from him and buries him in front of everybody, all his demons, those hosts that were there, and it brings him back to remembrance. He don't want to remember that day no more. When Jesus came through that storm and the stomping through hell, that's the first time hell ever seen light. They said, what in the hell going up in here? It's light time. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? And as that light came on in there and he, he stripped them right there, then the Bible said he led captivity captive. That's the first time anybody have escaped hell. Ain't that something? He, he, he actually brought people out of hell. Ain't that something? 
even if you go through hell right now, he can take you out. But you know that ain't hell for real. That just you know you just upset about something. You know <laughs> you ain't been through hell for real. You just call it hell, but it ain't really hell. But he actually led captivity captive. That's amazing. People thought if you go to hell, you ain't coming out. But then that time Jesus went there and he led them out. Man, that that had to have been awesome. The devil said, God, how did they get out of here? First of all, how did he even get in here? He got, he got, I, <laughs> kind of remind me of this lady church. I used to preach it all the time. And the guy was playing the piano. And he'd been playing for it for years. And, and this time he was plucking and she, he was just getting on her nerve. He said, stop playing. Then she said, how did you get in here? In the <laughs> he, he'd been playing for it for years. He just got on her nerves. <laughs> but anyhow, um, but all that came through and by uncovered. And that, what we read right here, this covenant that you see right here, it's just like the Abraham and to the sea boys, to Abraham's seed. The covenant was between God and Jesus. Amen. That's why anytime you deal with anything, he, when he looks at you, he had to look to you through covenant. <laughs> through Jesus. To see what you all have rights to. He said, I don't see why you're not enjoying life abundantly because the way I see it, you're supposed to be doing like this because that's why we see the heavenly places of Christ Jesus. We sit right there with him in covenant. You don't have to beg for a seat. He made a seat available for us. Amen. You see, see the difference in that? That we, It's not like I got to earn this. He earned it for me. I had to enter into it and then it's going to adjust how I live and how I deal with life. It's going to adjust that. It's going to adjust that. All right. I only gave two scriptures, man. I got a three pages or something. These, these are type of, uh, these traveling messages right here, just sit down for five hours for five days messages right here. That's where I'm going to. Next, not here, because, you know, we could, but I probably don't want here. I ain't sure. But um, this, this stuff like this, you know, people hunger for this right here. Look at this now. Um, uh, right. Let's look at um, songs. 34. That's Psalm 34. And in verse 1, he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. He, it's a reason why he's going to say that. He's going to say it because God, because he, he knows something. He says, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear it and there will be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Amen. He says that I sought the Lord and he heard me. Now, we're going to deal with this seeking. Now, when you talk about seeking, a lot of people say, well, I'm just going to seek God, but how are you seeking him? Thank you, Holy Spirit. You remember when Jesus said, um, remember when he was 12 years old and, and, and he stayed back in the temple with the doctors and the lawyers and his family went on. They said, we, we were looking for you. Three days journey, we didn't know where you were. <laughs> he, said, he said, but we were seeking for But you said, but how did you seek And I was caught, caught in the word. You should know where I'm at. <laughs> you should be know what I'm doing. Amen. And, and, and Mary kept all these sayings in her heart. She didn't say to nobody. She said, okay, I got you. Man. I, got you. I feel this thing. I, I got this thing, man. That's why when they didn't have no wine 
for the wedding, she told Jesus, we don't have no wine. And, then, and Jesus said, what, 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 I got, what I got to do with this? He said, I know what you got to do with this. She told the disciples, whatever he tell you to do, do it. Because I understand this covenant thing. Amen. <laughs> okay. Okay, let me do this. And so, but, but seeking him. Seeking him is just not prayer. I'm going to seek God, I'm going to pray. That, no, that's prayer time, but it's not even really prayer time. Because prayer is covenant. You follow what I'm saying? See, when you seek God, you find out what he promised you. In other words, you find out where it's located. And then you make a request based on that and asking him what you need to do to adjust to that to be a covenant. And so the Bible even says this. Uzziah was only 16 years old when he was a king. But the Bible says as long as Uzziah sought the Lord, Seeking them based on the authority of his word, watch this down, and his covenant agreement, the Bible said God caused him, made him to prosper. And then Uzziah, watch this, began to get prosperous and wealthy. He started taking credit for himself, and Uzziah lost it because he stopped walking with God according to covenant. Amen. Now I'm going to drop this bomb on you, and then we're going to close. Watch this now. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8, God says this. He said that when your ox and your stall and your herd and your silver and your gold multiply, he said, don't forget me. But notice something. He didn't say if. He said when. Because <laughs> when God look at that, it's on his way. He said, shoot. Once. <laughs> See, come on, y'all. Y'all got to get this there. <laughs> this is how he look at it. He look at it this there. When I say something and you come and agree with what I say, it's on its way. So when it gets there, remember, I'm the Lord, that God who brought you there. And I'm the one who give you power to get wealth that you may establish. That I may establish my covenant that I sworn with your fathers. So it ain't no if, it's when. Because once you enter in, it's on its way. <laughs> I keep hearing all this crazy stuff. Man, we're, we're future millionaires. I say, I'm a, I'm, a million, I'm a millionaire right now. Why? Because it's on its way. Right now, I'm here. I'm there. Don't you put me way down on y'all. I ain't got time for that because, I, look, man, forget all that. You know, it got to do with, it's when, once you go in there, it's on its way. It's happening. It's taking place. And that's where you got to get excited at. You don't get excited. Watch this now. If you're going on a, a trip, you going on a cruise, or you going to Miami, you go to Israel, you don't get excited once you get there. You get excited while you're on your way. Right. Time you buy that ticket, it ain't an if, it just win. We, we be there, and you already got an itinerary to say you're going to be here on that day. Somebody said, uh-huh, they, you got that right there. You, did you hear that? So you got an itinerary. God has an itinerary, and the blessing has been commanded to govern you to do things at a point in time. And to protect you and make sure you get there and receive it all. But the thing is this. This is the thing. It's not if. It's when. So I ha- I'm on itinerary. <laughs> I'm traveling with this thing now. So each and every day, things get better and I get closer. That's why the Bible says the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter each and every day. 
That's why you don't want to keep still and pull back or turn, turn to a hermit or start crying and complaining when wind is in process. See, I'm about to start a revival. Now, you shouldn't have said, mm, you shouldn't have did that. You should, I'll tell you, you shouldn't have did that. <laughs> well, when it's in process, man, you, can, you say, hey, we're going to get there. Even if they say, well, we had to delay this flight, I say, hey, no problem, because we still will get there. Cause I still got the itinerary. And know what they would do? Every time they delay a flight, they got to pick up speed to make up for the time that it was delayed. I've been on flights that was 45 minutes late, and they said, hold on, gonna, he said, because the pilot going to book it. <laughs> and we still got there on time, sometimes a little bit earlier, because you got to understand, it's not if, it's when. If there's any, been any delays in your life, God's going to speed up process. You, but you got to understand, you got to be praising him. The praise will always accelerate your journey to get there. Amen. Man, I, I, I got to do a revival. Man. I got to I'm ready. I'm ready to go on tour, man. I'm ready to touch somebody. Hey, man, y'all been blessed tonight. <laughs> so, Father, we thank you. And, Lord God, we enter into that great covenant. Lord God, that there be peace all around us. Thank you for tuning in to the Increase International Ministries broadcast today. We pray that the Word of God has richly blessed and transformed your life. To know more about us, you may visit our website at increaseinternationalministries.com or connect with us on Facebook at Increase, capital I-N-T, apostrophe L, Ministries or contact us by phone at 804-658-4896. Remember, wherever you go, may increase in favor flow.